listening to Ouija Broads. This is Liz. And this is Devin. And by popular demand and our own preferences, yes. here comes another episode of Listener Stories. Oh, I love it. I love it. We have a, a couple of people that wanted to submit listener stories and they didn't get them to us before we recorded today. So I, I think that means a third listener story episode will be in the future as well. My Chris- At least. Crystal Ball says yes. <laughs> says ask again later and check your email again later and see if they sent the stories. This, I love it. The modern Crystal Magic 8 Ball <laughs> has refresh your emails. Yeah, F4. <laughs> <laughs> and then one facet just says, go outside. <laughs> uh, it should be three or four facets. <laughs> it should be all of them. It's just all of them. Just <laughs> get a job. Go outside. Take uh, a shower. I just need a little pop-up that on my phone that says, are you feeling terrible? Go outside. Oh, my God. It doesn't even wait for me to answer. Wouldn't that be amazing? Netflix does it yeah. for you. I found that out the hard way. Netflix judges. <laughs> Are you still watching The Office? Yeah, bitch. What else am I yeah. gonna? Yeah. What do you think I'm doing? Fuck off. Uh, the last time I had that happening hardcore, I had a, a bad stomach bug, and I was trying to like doze through the night between oh. awful episodes, watching Bob Ross, and then. I would just be sort of drifting, listening to his soothing tones, and then it would be like, are you still watching Bob Ross? And I'm like, dude, yes. Yeah. And the fact that you're asking me is completely antithetical to the Bob Ross experience. <laughs> Terrestrial TV had a lot not going for it, but yeah. I liked that it never was like, you should be done. You really, yeah, they just had that, that awful tone that came on at 2 a.m. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, I think that was probably before our time, but it's in the movies that we grew up watching. <laughs> so, that's how I know about that. I don't know. Oh, man. Hmm. Yeah, the noise and the, the test pattern. The test pattern, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to read the first listener story. Would okay. you? Okay, I'm ready for this. Yeah. Well, let me see. We have three from Adam Tucker. Do you want the... Lake Roosevelt UFO, <gasps> the Spokane Underground, oh or St. Ignatius Hospital. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Is St. Ignatius, that's the one out in Colfax that's uh, doing shit right now, isn't it? Yeah, they do tours. Let's do the St. Ignatius first, um, just because that's what's coming up in our Instagram feed a lot. I've reshared some yeah. of their... Um, images lately because they pulled out oh my gosh you guys saint ignatius pulled out a whole bunch of their you know their old cabinets their old chairs their old banisters you could buy a step you know when they took out a staircase you could buy one of the risers uh and Hmm. it's just oh i love it it's so cool but now they're doing their because it's you know near halloween now they're doing their like you said their haunted house tours um, I actually, I found an article, it was so sad, I looked up St. Ignatius Haunted House, and you find uh-huh. an article from 2016 in which the, uh, the dude that's, like, overseeing it is like, well, we're doing the haunted house this year, but we don't have plans to do it in 2017, because we hope the building will be bought and in the process of being restored by then. Oh, mm, Little oh, guys. Not yet. Not yet. <sighs> Tell me about it. Adam, should we talk about who Adam is? Um, Adam is a friend of ours that we've known since high school. Yeah. And did Ferris High School drama with. Yeah. A very fun guy. Yeah. Um, he took you and to I prom. And I offered him, th- he took me to prom. Mm-hmm. And I offered to let him plug something on the show, like if he had a project that he wanted us to mention. And he said, no, that's good. So he's an altruistic oh, go-to. Oh, God damn it. Um, Adam and I went to SFCC together as well. And he and I, we were in a bowling class together. We were in, I think it was a film class together. And then my favorite memory of Adam is the autumn where we built a huge pile of leaves in the courtyard and we took turns like running and jumping into this giant pile of leaves. And then on (laughs) break, we had a whole bunch of other students come up to us and be like, oh, can I take a run at it? So (laughs) it was very sweet. Is this art or can I do it? Yeah, exactly. It's both. It is art and it is play and you are welcome in our leaf pile. That is so perfect. I don't know how you flip me shit for doing contact juggling as a PE kid <laughs> when you had a bowling class. <laughs> because mine was very physical, Liz. I was lifting weights and I was doing squats. 
with those weights. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. it improved uh, long-range dexterity. Um, and a little bit of walking in there, too. You know? Yeah. Back and forth. What did you do? You stood and you waved your hands around like you had a slow-motion bee coming at you. Oh, no. I sat down because when you <laughs> throw an entire freaking like glass ball the size of an apple onto a hardwood floor it's not so good (laughs) not so good the grass is better if you can get outside (laughs) yeah did you get better at bowling no did you get better at juggling no (laughs) i feel like every time i go bowling i play like one game and by the end i'm like okay i kind of remember how to do this and then i play one more game and then my hand is tired and i'm like well see you again next year bowling yep See you later. I do the same thing <laughs> yep. with uh, shooting pool, where I play, like, two games, and it's shit, and then the third game, I'm on fire, and everybody's like, what? You're a total ringer. Like, oh my gosh, you actually knew what you were doing, and you were just, like, fucking with us the first two games, and you just kind of sit there with this, like, bemused smirk, because <laughs> you really want them to think that you're actually good at it, but you're mm-hmm. really not. You just... Nope. Everything was lined up cosmically for you right then. Yeah, that's that's me with every board and video game is I have only beginner's luck. Oh, man. And so I'll do, like, better than you would think yeah. for somebody who's never played it before yeah. because I think part of it is, like, this drunken master style <laughs> where I'm doing stuff that people aren't expecting. Yes. And so I'm, like, pulling off stuff that shouldn't work, but yeah. it does because I didn't know not to try it. You, yeah. And then I actually learn the rules and fail. Yeah, and then, yep miserably button mash it's a lesson for life in there button mash till you die my friend yeah spam 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 it whatever oh look at my character flipping <laughs> i did that i did that sorry adam you gave us like this amazing ability to show off our lack of skills so thanks for that too <laughs> okay i'm gonna read his story now okay saint ignatius hospital is a large brick building with white trim that sits on a hill I've done the ghost hunts twice now. The folks running the hunt had spirit boxes, K2 meters, and some other devices you see on the ghost hunting shows. So what are those, Devin? Like, what's a, do you know what a spirit box is? I was going to ask you too. No, I only know, know. I only know what, uh, you know, you do a a recorder, a high, um, high sensitivity recorder to catch EVPs, which are electronic Mm -hmm. voice phenomenon. And the idea is that a spirit maybe can't, corporeally manifest or whatever but they can use energy to impact sound waves and so you can sometimes not hear them talk to you in real life but you can hear them on the recording because they can leave an impression on the magnetic tape or whatever it is that you have um okay i just looked up a spirit box and it looks like it's kind of related to that okay that it's got um like it generates white noise which apparently the ghost can control somehow and that helps them talk all right that sounds good you can disrupt a white noise pattern to create an organic pattern sure why not the other thing is um emfs and we actually had uh, a friend of ours on facebook just messaged and they asked what our thoughts on the ghost apps that your phones have um, oh God, I want to try the one she recommended so much. I do. I um, yes. Yeah, so thank you, uh, Lisa Peterson. Right. Thank. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Lisa, for sending us those because I have a ghost app, and the idea, right, is that it's searching for electromagnetic frequencies. It's searching for EMF frequencies, and the presence of EMF is supposed to say, "Ah, oh, fuck, man, it could be a ghost. It could. I mean." Could be another cell phone, could be a microwave, could be a radio, <laughs> but it's probably a ghost. And so the idea is that this is picking up there again, like the energy vibration that a spirit could manifest that you don't detect as a person, but you can detect with certain equipment. Um, I had to look this up. Apparently our cell phones can detect EMF, but it has no, I mean, it just does that because that's what cell phones work on. It's like the same frequency. But I don't, Uh, I mean, when people ask me, like, what is your thoughts on ghost apps? I get a little bit tinfoil hat. And so when people are like, oh, my God, you guys, like, this this ghost detector, because some of them, they, like, kind of like a magic eight ball. They they spit out words that they say that the ghosts Mm -hmm. are saying. And people will get, like, a family member's name or they'll get the name of the city that they're in. And like I said, I get a little tinfoil hat and I'm like, your phone is always listening to you. 
your phone is always recording your data. And so, <laughs> of course, it's going to pick up on words that you use frequently. Or it's going to use your GPS to try to ping something that's within the vicinity. Like, Have you had that thing happen where you, like, talk to a friend about something, but you don't type anything about it? But you're like, I haven't been to the Olive Garden in freaking forever. And then all of a sudden, on Facebook, you're getting ads for Olive Garden? Yes. Jason does that yeah. all the time. Amazon will, you know, he could be just like... I really want a 10-gallon cowboy hat. Herkadurka. And then you go to Amazon and that's what it recommends. And he will have, mm -hmm. he'll just have set it near his phone. So I am convinced that that's not that phenomenon where you, like, prime your brain to look for something and you make it a, a synchronicity or you make it a coincidence. I am convinced mm -hmm. that that is our fucking Skynet goddamn phones listening to every fucking thing we say. And as long as we're not talking about bombs, the NSA is just like, I don't know, sell that data to Amazon. I don't know. Give yeah. it to Facebook. There Ooh, we go. I, so I just downloaded the ghost hunting tools app and it's going psh, 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 psh. How, how do you spell that? P-S-H, P-S-H? Uh, I don't know. I'm waiting to see if it's going to pick up any words. But it does want me to install Candy Crush. Does it? Well, guess yeah. what? I just opened mine and it's like word cookies. And now you can hear that on the... What the fuck was that? Word cookies? Oh my god! No! My phone, I, I just pulled up Ghost Radar Classic, and the dude... There's a ghost right where I'm at. Oh! You can't hear any of that? It's just through my headphones. It just said, construction. And then... <laughs> <laughs> I better close my and app so we can deal with heat. whatever's happening at you. Oh my god, there's construction, and there's heat, and now... Oh! My ghost dot that's supposed to be green turned red! What does that mean? I don't know. Did oh. you read the help? Fuck manual? no, I didn't. Are you kidding me? Of course I tried not. to. I I read the dis I read the privacy disclosure. I read that where it's like we cannot make uh, guarantees about what data our app collects during its usage. So that's supporting my tinfoil hat. I don't sound so conspiracy theory now, do I? No. Oh, I'm back to blue. Heat. That's what, what did he this just said mean? to me. Heat, and then. L L L L L L L L L L L L L L L Just a bunch of L L L L L L L Here we go. We're gonna screenshot this so in case I die, come look for a ghost that says heat and I don't understand these numbers. Okay. Well, sorry, we'll turn that off. I think we should go with yours because mine is talking to me and I don't want it to. No, now I'm scared to turn mine on because I'm in the house by myself. Do it. Okay. I'm turning on the ghost hunting app. It's like got a blue hand. We didn't even get partway through Adam's we didn't, story. Sorry, Adam. Adam would want it this way. Cheap, cheap, cheap. So it's the thing where, like, the top has green bars and the bottom has blue bars, and then there's, like, a little um, ellipsis. Is that right? Yeah, the three dots. Mm-hmm. That's an ellipsis. Okay, well, I'm going to leave it on while I keep taping Adam's story. Let's do it. I can't do mine because mine talks to me, and that freaks me the fuck out. So Is it going to say a word? I don't mind. Like, out loud? Mine did. It's at construction and then heat. I told you oh my that. God. Why am I repeating myself? I don't know. I don't know because if this thing actually talks to me, I'm going to throw it. <laughs> I just want it to write the word. I don't want it to say it out loud. <laughs> I don't know how you do that in your app. There must be a way you can mute it. But, oh, shit. If you throw the phone, that guy that gave us the two-star review because our audio quality he didn't like, he's going to have a reason to give us one star. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go for it. Maybe I muted it, but if it talks, I'm going to freak the fuck out. I'm going to laugh myself silly. Okay. All right. So Adam says, um, the folks running the hunt had spirit boxes, K2 meters, and some other devices you see on the ghost hunting shows. So the one I used when I was at the Corbin mansion was like a laser grid. So it was a little like rave party thing that projected a bunch of dots. Oh, oh. it says dusty. Dusty. It's just judging me. It is. Clean your shit. Fine. Uh, I will. It is dusty in here. I'm sorry Damn. we had a very smoky summer. Yeah, right? You can't um, do this yeah. shit. Yeah, doing my best. Uh, and yeah, so you were supposed to like point it. And I guess if it, you know, if something interrupted the path of your little 
laser pointer okay. beams, it would be an indication. I didn't see anything. What I would really like to do is the um, the pendulum thing. And oh, Chet had a really yes. interesting interpretation of that, which was he's like, the ghosts aren't moving the pendulum. pendulum. Like, that's not what's happening. It's, yeah. it's that you are sensitive to information that's out there. And so basically, because I was like, oh, yeah, obviously, like any kind of dowsing thing or pendulum thing, like we've got a lot of subconscious Oh, yeah. factors and processes so it's that our body is doing this and we're just not aware of it because we're not aware of everything we do yeah but what chet said is basically you're kind of bypassing your skeptical self that's shutting out all that information and some of that information that you're used to tuning out in a day is ghost information okay so that's how the pendulum works according to him that's and I'm cool like, hey, that's kind of interesting i've seen some cool things on etsy that are like um circles uh hang on just a sec anyway adam says i'm not much into all the tech my investigating technique is to stay away from other folks as much as possible and just feel and observe okay and he says i had a moment where i entered a kitchen area the hospital was converted into apartments at one point i was alone i sat on an old style radiator in front of a window and just listened which i think you're on the right track adam yeah you are it felt like the sounds of other folks investigating faded away, then just silence. I've heard that some people describe their experience of paranormal events as like being in a bubble. Things yes. go silent or muffled. The air feels thicker. You get goosebumps. I kind of felt like that. I was taking this all in, trying to figure out if anything was actually happening. Then I realized I was sitting on a radiator right in front of a window. I realized how easily I could be pushed out the window. Oh! <laughs> the realization gave me goosebumps and a bad feeling, so I jumped down off it, and as soon as my shoes hit the floor, it was like the bubble burst and all the sound was back. No way. Isn't that weird? He says, it was super weird. I've gone back and forth on whether it was anything at all. Ultimately, I'm not sure. That is the most logical place to land. 100%. You aren't sure. Yeah. You, you had like, an experience. I, something. Yeah. You felt a thing. Was it spiritual? Was it paranormal? Was it a stroke? Mm, mm -hmm. Don't know. But you had an experience, and I think that's valid. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes you can have a feeling and look around and be like, I always say this, but, you know, sometimes I think I'm getting depressed and I'm just under a vent. Yes. Uh, God, I love you. Yes. Or I'm cold or I'm hungry or I'm yeah. thirsty. And I'm like, oh, this isn't really a feeling feeling. And if I go looking around being like, oh, it's because so-and-so said that thing or because I'm worried about this, I'm going to be misattributing it. Yes. But I always say feelings are facts, right? So yes. if you feel something like... I, I don't know what made Adam feel like that, but I think it's a really cool experience, that and it sounds really very cool. interesting. Mm -hmm. It would have stuck with me, for sure. Oh, absolutely. And I've, I've heard what he had read, too, before, that people, they have this experience, and it almost feels like they, they slip out of time or place a little mm -hmm. bit, and you just have this bubble of silence or this, this cone of silence descend around you, and you, you're able to observe, but just everything else melts away like the the other sensory inputs the smells and the sounds are gone yeah oh fascinating <sighs> oh he's a good writer too he's a good writer do you want to read your one you have i would like to um this is from kelly aspen green kelly i met years ago through crystal the woman that i uh co-produced a burlesque show with mm -hmm. uh I, I don't know where kelly works now but she's, uh, at the time, she was working at Bon Bon, which is that cute little boutique uh, bar up in the Garland Theater. You know that one? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I had an art show there, and they always help out with the repeal day stuff in December. Um, oh, Bon Bon is amazing. We went and we saw a production of, it was like the Lon Chaney Phantom of the Opera. Yes. But somebody had written an entire musical score to go with it. And they had like a seven piece orchestra performing it. That's and so Bon cool. Bon had made these like phantom themed drinks yes. that were so cool. They did like yes. a, yes, amazing drinks like with champagne and strawberries and uh, it was so good that's so cool bonbon bon yeah. is the deal bonbon bon is the deal so i met kelly when i needed to take a picture for a reveal repeal day show an art show that they were having and um 
Kelly's my hot little mamacita in a flapper dress in the front. She's just, I mean, she's smart. She's fucking funny. She's the woman that I want to be in 10 years. And she's gorgeous. So I would hate her except for I'm kind of, you know, like girl crush on her. Uh, they're good people. But Kelly, mm-hmm. she she wanted to give me her story after we did the Han Mansion episode. Um, oh, yeah. Because she has Bring an it. experience with the Han Mansion. And she texted me this. And she she told me that I could edit it and write it better, and I can't do that. It's just so ludicrously funny to get this as one big, like, rush of a text with no punctuation. <laughs> okay, I'm excited. So I'm just going to go for it. So this is Kelly. Um, I live in Lincoln Heights off of Altamont. Several years ago, when I was new to my home, I had a drinking buddy, Tommy, who lived above Lincoln Park in the apartments off Southeast Boulevard. One summer night in particular, we had gotten completely wasted. I mean, we had closed down the bar, and then there was weed, and there was whiskey, and there were cigarettes, there was beer, and we continued to party until we were yelling, Fuck you, birds! as they innocently started to (laughs) chirp at the approaching daytime. Yeah, birds, take that. Take that, assholes. Finally, I was ready to go. Parentheses, we were out of beer. (laughs) Tommy mentioned that I could walk home from his place by cutting through Lincoln Park. Cross-eyed and stumbling, I embarked on my journey home. At some point, I lost the trail. I'm sure you've been- (laughs) Yeah, that's how Gilligan's Island started, too. (laughs) Right? Right? I'm sure you've been all up in that park and know what the west side of it- And know that the west side of it had several dirt trails that crisscrossed the entire thing. In any yeah, case, that part oh, is bananas. There's like the I love par- that part. So there's the upper part that you yeah. access from southeast. There's yeah. the lower part that you access from 17. Yeah. And then if you go off road, like to the apartments where we used to live, there's like yeah. acres, acres of dirt paths. Yep. It's all undeveloped. It's dirt paths. They're bike paths. Then they go across rocks. Uh, that's where. Uh, a woman, one of the nurses I worked with at the nursing college, she takes her dogs up there because you can also go up, what is that, Fisk? Or it's Mount Vernon or Regal? It's, it's the, there's a road that goes um, north-south right next to Franklin Elementary. And if you go up to like 20th, it dead ends, but it dead ends at a trail that you can walk up. Anyway, oh. she walked up that and the hillside crumbles away and she's found arrowheads there. <sighs> Oh my gosh, that's so cool. Maybe I don't want to say that on air because I don't want people to go, like, digging up my park. But this is... Don't wreck things, people. Don't wreck things. You take only pictures, make only memories, leave only footprints. But if you find an arrowhead, pick it up and give it to me because I want it. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Both these things are simultaneously true. All of it is true forever. I, I took Matt up there this summer. I think we were, like up the hill early yeah. and we didn't want to go pick Lydia up yet and I'm like let's go walk around and catch some Pokemon but it's disconcerting because like most of the park is like here's a picnic shelter yeah. here's a playground yeah and all of a sudden there's this part where you're like am I on the moon what is this right. you can see right. clearly all the way into downtown right but you, it's yeah. even kind of confusing because there's like streams and ravines and yeah. it's really easy to get turned around oh yeah sometimes it's hard to tell whether something is actually a path yeah or just a place where grass didn't grow yeah exactly no it's I mean they're one and the same up there right it just it yeah. looks the same so Lincoln Park is where I've had some of my own like creepy weird experiences like that's the first place I thought I saw what is maybe I hate saying that I've seen a shadow man but it's like the first place that I saw what I think is a shadow man I used to go up there and meditate with Salem you remember our fat dog Oh, Salem. Yeah, I'd go up and meditate You called her Safeway Salem because she was big and full of food. Well, that we got her outside of a Safeway as a puppy, but she could fit <laughs> the entirety of Safeway in that tummy. Oh, poor. Oh, Salem. Um, but anyway, yes, so I understand what Kelly means. Anybody who's been to Lincoln Park understands how weird this, this, uh, west, I'm getting my directions messed up, this eastern part of the upper part of the park is it's just mm-hmm. unincorporated wilderness yeah so she says um at this point i've lost the trail i'm sure you've been up in that park and know that the west side of it has several dirt trails that crisscross the entire thing in any mm-hmm. case i was lost i was and new- no lights yeah i was lost i was new to the area i was drunk and racing the sunrise parentheses because there is nothing worse than being shit-faced in the sunlight 
<laughs> Where God can see you. God can see your shame. I ended up getting frustrated enough that when I saw a deer trail that went downhill, it felt like my only option. I slipped and I stumbled down that steep hill on my twisted ankles and my butt. I fought, I scratched my arms and my face on the brush. I yelled obscene mm-hmm. phrases and cursed the sun for rising. And suddenly, I was on my belly on a manicured lawn. Ah. I pushed myself up and I realized that it was I was at the back of the biggest, scariest house I had ever seen. The terror that I felt was buzzing in my ears. I vividly remember the hair rising on the back of my neck as I slowly looked up at this massive, dark rock structure. I was petrified. I didn't see anything. It was just a feeling. But I very quietly and slowly got up like someone was going to shoot me. I sprinted out of there like my life depended on it. Keep in mind, I knew nothing of this place. I didn't know it was called the Han Mansion until about a year ago, and then I learned the history from your podcast. I was so freaked out during your podcast, and I just wanted to share this with you. Oh my god. That would be such a great start for a horror story. Wouldn't that be amazing? Is, you you just, you know, tumble down, like Narnia style, but oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. you're like, where am I? What is this mansion? I've never heard of this. What is this giant lawn? Why you, is this so giant? Why is it so giant? I've been stumbling through wilderness, and now here I am at this... I mean, the Han Mansion, especially from the back, you can see the Han Mansion through... Uh, Lincoln Park through the trees and stuff. And if you go in that area she was, you really would be going like tumbling straight downhill and fighting your way. And then you would end up at the at the feet of this really fucking scary looking house. When you're up close to it, it looms, dude. Bad vibes. Bad vibes. So I think it's really interesting that she didn't know, you know, like, I get it. She and I talked more about this and she was, you know, quick to preface it with like, I get it. I was intoxicated. I get it. I was sleep deprived and lost. But the fact remains, she still felt like this terror at being Mm -hmm. in the presence of this house. And I think feeling that and then knowing the history, I would feel like, no, yeah, that place has an aura. It's got some bad juju Mm -hmm. negative energy. And I picked up on it. Yeah. So thanks. Because she wasn't like, oh, hooray, a house. I'll just walk down to the road. Yeah, yeah, which you can see from that house. The fact that she, like, backed up and sprinted away from it, as opposed to, oh, help. Mm-hmm. Good job, yeah, Kelly. instead of being like, yeah, I'm out of the park now, good, I'll just be on a road that yeah. has a name. Ooh. Yeah, no, Kelly's the one who survives in a horror movie. Yeah. Because she saw the creepy thing and went, peace, I'm out, looking. go in the other direction. Yeah, so, <laughs> good girl, don't change, you keep living. Good job, Kelly. Oh, I want to read another Adam story, and then let's talk about that new thing we're doing, and then we'll read the last one. I love it. Okay. Hit me, mama. So this is, this is a history one and not so much a ghost one, but uh, he said, I've been in the section of Spokane's Underground. And oh, cool. since we talked about it, he was like, oh my gosh, you know, bring it up. I don't think he said, oh my gosh. No, but he totally he said, did. So, when Comedy Sports Spokane started, it was in the old Magic Lantern Theater. Yeah. The owner of the building decided to tear out the theater and make it office space. I'm still bummed that happened. Yeah. Anyway, Comedy Sports moved to the old Sylvan Furniture Building. We even got the address with the jingle. And he says, West 227 Riverside. And he said, I don't know if you remember that or not. I, I don't, do. But... Okay, sing it. Uh, uh, um. Uh. Uh, shit. Okay, come back to me. Because it's... Okay. No, oh, I was thinking, oh, I was thinking Ennis. And it's Ennis Fine Furniture. It's not Sylvan. Fuck, I don't remember it. Okay. We'll find it on YouTube. Intriguing. And the only Mm -hmm. one I... Huppin's Hi-Fi Photo and Video. Take your senses to the ultimate high. (laughs) Yeah. And of course, Banner Fuel. Banner Banner Fuel. Fuel. (laughs) Yeah. North 122 Helena Banner. Fuel. fuel. <laughs> Good. I'm glad our brains are holding out forever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, What's the Pythagorean theorem, Liz? Don't know. Do uh, you? Banner fuel. Yeah, banner fuel. Uh, <laughs> so he says the entire building slash block was being partitioned. Oh, I should also mention that on the opposite sides of West 227 Riverside, Adam put in some music notes, which I don't know how to do in Gmail, so I'm very impressed. 
Uh, Whoa, Adam. <laughs> He's a wizard. Put okay. that on your resume. As we were moving into our new spot in the old Sylvan Furniture Building, I noticed the sidewalk out front had the thick purplish glass bricks in it. I thought there must be something down under there. Why else would there be glass bricks in the sidewalk? So yeah, those are like a skylight thing from the olden days. Yes. He says, a few months or so after we moved in, some of us decided to check out an old door that was hidden behind the tech booth of the theater. It led downstairs to a basement. There were no lights, just my flashlight. A few folks used their flip phone screens. The basement floor was mostly dirt. There might have been some areas that were stone or brick. Some areas of the floor had loose dirt. In some, the dirt had been compressed and was more solid. The basement area we could access had two large rooms connected by a narrow passage that was under the sidewalk and those glass bricks. Mm. One room had the remnants of a large boiler, and the other had a large, unorganized pile of bricks, dirt, and fodder. Old rusty pieces of metal, beer cans, chunks of wood, parts of broken furniture, and the cast iron door to an old wood stove were all in the pile of brick. Oh. Unfortunately, there wasn't much more than that, he says. I'm like, that's plenty. That's all I, I need. I only went down there once. I kind of wish I had another chance to explore. But Comedy Sports Spokane went out of business in 2007, and I think the spot is now a salon. Nothing really weird or creepy happened while we were down there, except me making the slasher movie noises. <laughs> That sounds like him. Oh, stop it. Stop it. <laughs> to mess with you. folks. <laughs> he says that. Well, he, I had to do it because he put it in there. Oh, yeah, you had to. Okay. Wow. He says, that's my Spokane Underground experience. I've been to the Seattle Underground tour. I really liked it, but nothing spooky happened to me on that either. So that whole part of town was Spokane back in the day, too. And yeah. a story that I have heard is that during Prohibition days, if you went past where Huppins is now, there was a part of the sidewalk that you could knock on and it would lift out like a manhole and somebody would hand you up a cup of gin if you gave them money. <laughs> God! Isn't that great? That is the best! Can we do that now? <laughs> Can we? I mean, it doesn't have to be gin. Like, I could knock and get a Diet Coke. I could knock and get, you know, toilet paper or whatever it is I need. I just, oh my god. Love it. Bring it's it back. so much better than a vending machine. Yes. It's a vending, that's exactly right. Yeah, it's a vending machine. But it's, you know, comes from the ground. Hell machine. Yep. Hell, machine hell machine to go with hell trolley. Yes. Oh my uh, god. Okay. Okay. I'm going to tell them about our Patreon. Because you all knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. There comes a point in every podcast life yes. where they they hold out the hat. Yep. And I want to make really clear as we jump into this. First of all, we love the support we're getting. And I know, and Devin knows, like not everybody is in a position to give others money. Oh, like yeah. sometimes you're just kind of living your life and you're like, I wish somebody would give me five bucks. That would make my day. Oh, yeah. Like that's cool. So if that's you then you are already giving us great support just by listening. Mm -hmm. And especially if you like share or Mm -hmm. talk to us on Facebook or whatever, Mm -hmm. like that is all we need from you really. Mm -hmm. But if you've got money burning a hole in your pocket, we started this Patreon so that we could hit a couple goals and we're going to lay it out for you here in this episode. And then we'll just mention it in the end roll after that. But I wanted to kind of talk people through it. Right now we're actually in the hole because we're paying for all the books that we get and all yes. of the subscriptions and all the hosting and everything. So it'd be nice to be a little bit in the black. Oh, it'd project. be nice. I mean, like, so I've put a couple goals up there and, you know, because that's what they said to do. But really, yeah. we're like, okay, you know, with this much money, we'll just be in the black. With this much money, we'll do a little better soundproofing. With this yeah. much money, we would upgrade our equipment and get funded research stuff. And, yeah. You know, so you don't have to worry too much about that. What is that? Is that a noble eagle? It's a blue jay. It's a <laughs> fucking blue jay. This fucker is back and he's an asshole and he lives at my window that has the fucking air conditioner and I've soundproofed it as goddamn best as I can, but he sits on the fucking air conditioner, Liz, and he yells. He yells at the back of this goddamn air conditioner and the sound comes in amplified like it's his own goddamn fucking microphone and he just sits there like this fucking winged velociraptor going, eh, 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 
at me and the cat freaks out and the dog freaks out and I can't sleep and I can't throw shit at him because I'm not supposed to because Ranger Kate will get mad at me or something. But he doesn't respond if I bang on the walls, if I bang on the window, if I flash shit at him, if I flash my <laughs> shirt at him. He doesn't give a shit. He don't give an F about nothing. Fucker. So if 10 people give us $10, we can hire a dude off Craigslist to come assassinate this Blue Jay. If you give me $8, I'll do it myself. Liz keeps the money and I get rid of this goddamn... I hate him. I hate him. Sorry, please continue. I fucking hate this bird. Oh my god, no, it's okay. Uh, this is amazing. I didn't expect that to happen right in the middle of this part. I, so when I was at the co-working space in Durham, yeah. we shared a roof with a commercial kitchen. Yeah. And one time there was a real cold snap and we got an actual rat. Which, oh god. Not just a little mousy, but a rat. And it came running out of the conference room and I was like working the front desk and I was like, oh hell no. No. And like jumped and ran away. And with, with some help of, you know, various co-working people, we managed to get it trapped in a bucket nice. under a cinder block. And then we're nice. like, well, fuck. Oh, no. And my suggestion was that we should like pool our pocket money and say, like, put up on Craigslist and say, we will give you $10 if you come take this rat bucket away. <laughs> I think we would That's have brilliant. gotten people. Oh, yeah. You, you know? Have. Brilliant. Yeah. What, what did you do instead? Um, I, somebody managed to like get something under it yeah. and then like try to deposit it someplace else. But like, it's yeah. a fucking rat. It was obviously back in and eventually they had to. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. man. I loved that co-working space, but it yeah. was a very like creative oh. person space. And I love creative people, yep. but it, they're, they're a type of person. Yeah, and anytime are. you've got someplace that's like 90% one type of person. Yeah all your traits get exaggerated. Yeah. So we hired an exterminator and he poisoned the rats and he was like, you know, they're going to come out and they're going to be sick and stumbling around. Yeah. And like two or three came out and yeah. one they like killed somehow. I think somebody hit it with something. Yeah. Or, no, no. I remember actually they were trying to like put, uh, put it somehow related to like an exhaust pipe of a car i wasn't here for all oh this oh my god uh, they were trying to like euthanize it and eventually it died and they buried it under a plant in our little like patio garden and oh then the god. plant fucking died because <laughs> the rat was <laughs> full of poison poison in it it oh my yeah. god i get to say this because i'm an art person you fucking idiots you knew better <laughs> you fucking idiots that's why that's why you don't you don't wash off your paint brushes with your acrylic paint in a thing of water, and then you feed that water to your plant. That's how you end up with dead plants or with monster crazy plants in your art building that everybody is afraid of because they're probably sentient and also radioactive. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, you'll wish they had died. You'll wish they had died. Okay, well, so poor okay. rats. So Patreon. <laughs> is that how we get back to this? Yeah. So Patreon. I'm just going to say it. Do it. So Patreon is a thing, if you're not familiar, where basically um, we create a thing and you can decide to support us a little bit by signing up to give us a little bit of money each month. And in exchange, um, we keep making the show, of course, but also there's bonuses to encourage people to pledge. It's like a pledge drive. It is like a pledge drive. Yep. So we have a couple levels. So there's the Cadborough Bay Crusader. Mm -hmm. And that's a dollar. And at that tier, we're going to personally shout out your name on the show and thank you. Yeah. And we're going to give you access to Mel's Hole, which sounds dirty. <laughs> but it it's a vault that we're going to have just for our patrons where I, I thought about this a lot because I was like, I don't want to cut stuff out of yeah. the show and like make the show. So we're not cutting anything out of the show that yeah. we release for free. But we're going to put up in their um takes yes uh sneak peeks of like what we're working on in terms of merchandise and what our next shows are going to be and notes and yeah we're also going to put up the oldest episodes from before our sound got really good because mm -hmm. i don't want people to necessarily encounter those first but once you love us enough to give us a dollar maybe you'll want to hear those exactly and yeah that'll just sort of be where we've got a vault to put a lot of stuff so that's a dollar a month $5 a month is the ectoplasmic enthusiast. Deva named these, and she did such a good job. <laughs> and at this tier, you get a sticker with a personal thank you note. Mm -hmm. And we are going to do a extra show 
And every month we're yes. going to do something that we are going to call the seance, which is going to be maybe 30 minutes or so. And we're going to record it separately and cover topics that aren't on the main show. So we're not going to take Washington and Northwest stories and like hide them behind a paywall. No. But what we're planning on doing for the first one is Devin had, who's this person who did like the reading on you? Oh my goodness. So this is my new friend, uh, Stephanie. She's fantastic. She's this just fucking magic witch babe who is from the UK, but she and her partner toured the world. Like, they worked really hard for a couple years, saved all their money, and then they got to go on this, like, grand tour, and they went everywhere. But she ended up in Salem on this flower magic walking tour I took that was hosted by Grace Harrington, who lives and works up there. And Stephanie is just... I don't know. I felt connected to her the moment I met her. She's just really cool. And she's going to start her own, like, metaphysical business where, you know, she does energy healings and astrological readings. And, um, you know, she can work in person. She can work remotely. But she did a, a reading for me where she has her own process. I don't know how much I'm... I haven't talked to her. I didn't tell her I was going to shout her out on the show. But I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> Uh, so I don't know how much I should say, but she's got, you know, her own processes for kind of tapping into the universe's groove and then mm-hmm. telling you things that she comes across as she's in this flow. It was fantastic. So anyway, in terms of what happens in the seance, right? Mm-hmm. Is she's going to do a reading on me also, and then yes. we're going to compare notes and talk about, like, oh, like, this rang really true and this really surprised me, or, yes. like, that's sheep, everybody could have guessed that, or, yeah. I don't know, just to, to put in some stuff, which um, will just give a little extra bonus once a month. Yeah, exactly. And then you get all the rewards on the lower tiers. So at Sasquatch supporter level, you get 10% discount on all our merchandise, Mm -hmm. you get a pack of our postcards, Mm -hmm. and we will read a personal message or a dedication of up to 100 words on the show. So you can do kind of like how Max Fun does Jumbotrons and be like, hi, so-and-so, I love you so much. Thanks for introducing me to the show. I hope when you get this, we're on a cool adventure in the woods someplace, Mm -hmm. finding Sasquatch, love you, Mm -hmm. blah, blah. Uh, (laughs) And we'll read that for you. That'd be a great way to propose to your significant other, by the yes, way. Yes. That would be so you, cool. Just so With you know. our voices. Yeah. That's what you and then you, And then you got to play the episode for them yeah. and be like, you got to you gotta listen. And then you're like watching them really fixatedly. Yeah. You just, you boring mm-hmm. into them with your eyes and then mm-hmm. down on one knee with your ring. Yep. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. And oh, in every supporter tier, you get all the rewards below. So if you become the Sasquatch supporter, you get the discount and the postcards and the message, but you also get the sticker and the seance mm-hmm. and access to Mel's Hole and mm-hmm. a personal shout out on the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, I have two more to read. So, Friend of the Pacific Tree Octopus. And at this tier, in addition to all the other stuff, you get a little felt Sasquatch that Devin handmade. Damn right. Um, You can pick a topic for the show, although, of course, restrictions apply. Like, we're not going to do something tremendously upsetting or something that, you know, I would even be open to doing something outside our area. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. If somebody really wanted, just for kicks. Um, You get a print of the Lost Things of Washington state map and all the other stuff. And then here's our... We might as well put it out there level, which is the most honorable defender of the kingdom of Thulia for $100. I can't even imagine. If somebody clicks that, I'm going to be like, did you make a mistake? Yeah, right? Can we refund 99 of these dollars? Because I bet you only meant one. Yeah, did you forget the period? Yeah. But this tier, so you get all this stuff. I feel like I'm on PBS. Like, you yeah. get the tote bag. You get, but, yeah, you get the postcards. You get the yeah. print. You get the teeny little Sasquatch. You get the vault. You get the stickers. seance. Stickers. And you get a one-hour Google Hangout or Skype session with us where we'll do a tarot reading mm-hmm. or a pendulum reading mm-hmm. or MASH, like in elementary school. Yes. Remember that? Yes. Or even, if you want a session with a Ouija board. And I put right in there, we're not responsible for any malevolent spirits that attach to you or any hearing loss that results from one of us hearing something while we're doing this and screaming. Do you know how much? Oh my God. I've never done a Ouija board before. So if somebody decides that like, I'm going to give you a hundred bucks, I'm going to have to do it. And they freak me Mm -hmm. the fuck out. 
Uh, Matt came home and I heard the fridge close. I got scared just talking about a Ouija board just and hearing a noise. About it. So if that's worth $100, I mean, it's worth $100 to me. I might actually pay this myself just to, because uh, <laughs> I like it when Liz is afraid. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. I'm bad friend. Yeah, I know, right? Oh my so God. easy. Okay, so anyway, once this episode goes up, I'll put a link on our Facebook and our Twitter and everything to the pet. Patreon. Patreon. I'll put it up a link to the Patreon, and you can look at it and see if you know you want to kick us a cost of a cup of coffee or whatever. And again, if not, absolutely okay. Like this is just yeah. out there in the hopes that we can make a little bit of the money back that we put into it. And it seems to be a thing that uh, we're in this cool time, internet-wise, where people can make a lot of creative stuff, and they can also directly support stuff that they enjoy yes so we wanted to put that opportunity out there but this is the last time we're going to talk this much about it yeah um we'll just mention it yeah it's still at the end of the day it's a passion project and we will do it as long as we love it and as long as it's fun and as long as you know there's one person even listening to it but oh my god wouldn't it be cool if (laughs) if it paid for itself that'd be neat yeah. Uh, uh, I was going to read the last thing out of, from Adam, right? Do you have anything else you want to talk about? No, the next thing from Adam is great. Let's do that. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> I'm intrigued by how many people we have who have kind of UFO type stories. Yes. Oh, me too. <laughs> I should get, yeah. um, I should uh, remember there, I should get my dad to tell me the one that he has. Because he's mm-hmm. very cut and dry. And the fact that he's willing to say, like, I saw this thing and it was really weird. Huh. You know, is is mm. strange for me. Yeah. All right. So Adam says, the other story could be nothing once again. Mm-hmm. The summer before my junior or senior year of high school, I went camping or boating with a friend on Lake Roosevelt plan was to go up the lake until we found a nice secluded beach on which we could camp. We found one. I'm not sure how far it was from other folks, but it seemed secluded. We spent the weekend snorkeling, water skiing, I tried but failed, (laughs) and enjoying the lake. (laughs) I think it was the last night we were there. My friend and I were laying on the beach stargazing before turning in for the night. Everyone else was asleep. It was dark, and the stars were brilliant and easy to see. No light pollution, as we were in a secluded spot. We were just talking when a large blue explosion in the sky stunned us into silence. It happened without a sound, but was so bright. For a second, it was as if it was day. And that quick, it was gone, and the darkness of night was back. We sat there for another moment in silence until I asked if he saw that. He had... Yeah. The only thing I could think of was that the space station had exploded, but when we got back, there was no news of that sort. I described the event to my brother a few years later. He's an aerospace engineer and quite knowledgeable of all things space-related. He said the Perseid meteor shower happens around that time of year and is probably what we saw. Yeah. This seems like the most likely explanation, but we saw no shooting stars or meteors of any kind that night. Anyways, weird, but possibly explained. I don't know. I think meteor showers look different than one big blue explosion. Meteor showers look different than that, but I guess, I mean, if you had, in the one instance where a meteor was coming at you at the right angle, you could see Mm. it impact and then, you know, break apart in a, like a burst, as opposed to just seeing the streaking, because you're, you're seeing it, you're seeing a cross section, as opposed to it coming at you. Yeah, I mean, that... I think I've said this on the show before. That reminds me of the night that I saw that pink thing in the sky at Desiree's mm. house. Mm-hmm. But that I've heard, I've read other people, like I didn't know that a meteor could be pink. And I didn't huh. know that you could uh, hear it. Because I heard the like, you know, that Hannibal Lecter sucking noise. Which I imagine was, you know, ignition. It was it was the fire, right? So I have since decided that pink thing I saw was a meteor uh becoming a meteorite wow like you said it wouldn't i mean it wouldn't why would it flash the whole sky it could have been heat lightning it could have been um i don't know what the conditions for heat lightning are but you know you can get lightning without clouds uh it wasn't ball lightning if you saw a big flash Mm -hmm. in the sky weird what do you think i don't know i mean uh, i i guess it would depend on whether people said 
what a meteor looks like when it comes straight toward you. Yeah. Versus, you know, going laterally. I mean, it was in the sky and it was unidentified. So by definition, Mm -hmm. it is a UFO. But is it a natural phenomenon? Or is Mm -hmm. it, you know, aliens who've come for our cows and our women? Right, right. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know which friend Adam was with. You know, some of us were quite attractive in drama, so. (laughs) I wonder, too, like, what else would look like that? Whether if, hmm, a large blue explosion Large blue explosion. Mm Mm-hmm. Huh. Completely silent. Oh, silent. See, that's weird. I'll ask Jason what he thinks it could be. Um, You know, that's not his focus now, but it's his passion. Mm -hmm. Um, But, huh. So those are those are my guesses. I would definitely put this out on like social media. What do you think it was? And my guess is that it was a meteor um, entering the atmosphere, or that it was heat lightning. Mm-hmm. Because it sounds like when all the fireworks go off at once in a show, instead of like yeah, staggered right? when, oh when God, the so switchboard funny. screws up, that's so funny. It's so but funny. But silent, which is weird. That's the yeah yeah. Because now I'm like, well, does heat lightning, presumably it has thunder because the thunder is the sound wave or the the sound barrier being broken, right? I don't know, actually. Well, shit. Adam, you stumped us. <laughs> stumped us good. Stumped us good. That's, I always love being out in the middle of nowhere because if you lay on your back and, you, you know, you do look up at the night sky, you can see all kinds of satellites you can see, um, you know, a lot of people report seeing what they think is a satellite, but then it reverses direction mm-hmm. on them, and that weirds me out. And I've always tried to figure out, like, could that just be retrograde, you know? But mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense on a stratospheric level, I don't think. I think your orbit has to be far enough away to get that um, visual phenomenon. Yeah. I don't know. Hot damn, Adam. It just sounds like Adam's the kind of guy that I want to hang out with more because it sounds like cool things happen around him. Apparently, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so glad he and Kelly submitted stuff. Folks, we'd love for you to continue the conversation as to what the heck Adam saw uh, on our social media accounts. We are on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. Facebook, I think, is where we post... Uh, the majority of these kind of discussions. So that's always a cool way for you to share with us your own stories or your own theories or heck dude, try out one of those uh, ghost hunting apps and tell us what you get. Cause now mm-hmm. I'm, I'm more intrigued to hear what other people uh, find through theirs. You can listen to us on Podbeans, where we And you can also find us on iTunes where you can rate review and subscribe. We are, on our proprietary website, last of all, just ouijabroads.com. That's where we put all of our show notes so that you know that we're not just making up these stories. We're at least quoting other people who have made up stories. <laughs> uh, but Liz puts a lot of her original research up there, which is fantastic. And other than that, Liz, what do we want them to do? Look at our Patreon. <laughs> we want them to look at our Patreon. You snuck that in there. I forgot. Uh, yeah. You thought I was going to say something else. I thought you did. I thought you were going to tell them to live weird. Die weird. And stay weird. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Oh, my nose itching.